What's up, guys? Welcome to Four Vaginas Only, Episode 3, which is actually Part 2 of the Pap Smear Series. Hello, and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. Hey guys, Dr. Celestine here. In part two of the PAP series, which is this episode, we are going to delve a little bit more into the HPV virus and the HPV vaccine. Okay, so let's start out with the most obvious question. What exactly is the human papillomavirus? What is HPV? Well, like the name states, it is a virus. It's a virus that can be spread from person to person, similar to any other virus. However, this one takes liking to special tissues. Um, once it's located in places like the vagina and cervix, the anus, or even the mouth and throat, it can lead to cancer in those locations. Now, today we're talking specifically about the pap smear and um, how HPV can develop into cervical cancer, so we'll stick to that one region for this episode. There are more than 100 types of HPV that exist in humans. As that may sound pretty scary, I would imagine, if you remember what I said in the previous episode of this series, a lot of people are infected with HPV. To be more specific, 80% of people have come in contact with the HPV virus at some point during their life. However, not all develop cervical cancer. HPV is usually a transient viral infection. Now, to speak to the fact that HPV is seen in many different areas of the body, I'll give you just a few examples. HPV types 1, 2, and 4 cause the common or plantar warts, the warts underneath your foot. HPV type 6 and 11 can cause genital warts, warts that you will see on um, around the labia and outer vagina. And HPV types 16 and 18 are the two that are the most common cause of cervical cancer. Now, as I alluded to earlier, HPV is a sexually transmitted disease. Um, it's a little bit unique in a sense that although people a lot of times think that when they wear condoms, they can't contract certain STDs, HPV doesn't really follow that rule. This is because it can be transmitted from any skin-to-skin contact. So if somebody has HPV outside of the area where the condom is covering, it can still be transferred from person to person, as well as it can also be transferred with hand-to-genital area contact. So in terms of the female genital area, HPV can not only cause cervical changes, which lead to cervical cancer, but can also cause changes on the outer labia, which can lead to vaginal cancer, as well as genital warts, which are the warts of the outer labia as well. It all depends on the specific type of HPV that you have contracted. Luckily, over the past few years, there's been the development of HPV vaccines. There are three types of HPV vaccines that are available. One, called the bivalent vaccine, covers two types of HPV. Another, called the quadrivalent vaccine, covers four types of HPV. 
And the final, called the nine-valent vaccine, covers nine types of HPV. The HPV vaccine is recommended for both males and females from the ages of 9 to 26 years old, with the ideal age range of getting the vaccine being at 11 to 12 years of age for both boys and girls. Now, it doesn't matter if you have previously had HPV um, or know that you have HPV at the time of the vaccine, you can still get the vaccination. Because like I said previously, there are many different types of HPV virus. Um, So, you know, you might have a particular type of the virus, but the vaccine covers the other types that you have not been exposed to yet. But of note, the HPV vaccine should not be given to pregnant women, but can be given to women who are breastfeeding. Now let's talk a little bit about the timing of the vaccine, uh, which can get a little confusing, but if you listen carefully, I'm sure all of you guys will get it. Basically, if you get the vaccine before 15 years of age, you only need two doses. You'll get one dose, and the second dose will be anywhere between 6 to 12 months after that first dose. Now, if you start the HPV vaccine at 15 years of age or older, you're definitely going to need three doses. You'll get your first dose, then you'll get another dose one to two months after the first dose, and the third dose you will get six months after the first dose for a total of three doses. But if you're someone like me and you've already completed um, one of the types of HPV vaccine, it's not currently recommended that you go back and get another type of the vaccine that might cover more types of HPV. For example, I personally have been vaccinated with the Gardasil vaccine that covers the four types of HPV, 6, 11, 16, and 18. So right now it's not recommended for me to go back and do a full series or any bit of the nine coverage HPV vaccine for the other types. But we'll see if that changes in the future. The reason that is the way that the recommendation is right now is because the most concerning types of HPV are HPV type 16 and 18. These two HPV types are the cause of around 70% of cervical cancers. Now, of course, that also means that an additional 30% are caused by other types of HPV, but you get the point. You cover most of what can lead to a cervical cancer. Okay, real quick, I'd like to switch gears just for a short period of time and talk about some factors that increase the chance of your HPV sticking around your cervix and not clearing, therefore increasing your chance of the cervical changes progressing to cervical cancer. The very first of those factors being cigarette smoking. I'm not here to lecture you on not smoking, but really, you should stop. (laughs) Um, Another factor that can increase the chance of your HPV persisting and leading to cervical cancer is having a compromised immune system, which includes having HIV or having a history of um, organ donation where you need to take medications in order to suppress your immune system. The second obviously being a little bit more complicated. Most people are familiar with HIV, so I'm going to use that as an example of 
a compromised immune system. Now, people with HIV, let me make this clear, they can get the HPV vaccination. Actually, they definitely should get the HPV vaccination. Now, it might not work as well for them because their immune system is compromised, so it might not build up enough of a protective response against HPV, but it's definitely better than nothing. But like I mentioned about HPV previously, it's a virus, and I kind of draw parallels with the cold virus because many people are used to having a cold. And a lot of people know that if you do not have a strong immune system, it takes you longer to fight the cold, um, you're in bed longer, you're suffering longer, similar with HIV and HPV. If you have HIV, you have a compromised immune system. So that means it's harder for your body to fight the HPV virus and clear it, which means that you also have an increased risk of your HPV cervical changes um, turning into cervical cancer, which is why, as I've discussed in the first part of this PAP series, that women with HIV have a more frequent routine pap smear schedule, getting them every year. So there you have it. Those are the basics of the human papillomavirus and the HPV vaccine. As always, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Four Vaginas Only. Please subscribe, rate, and comment, and also go to my website, fvonly.com, for more information that supplements the episode that you've listened to today. See you guys in the next episode.